For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. What is up, everybody? My name is Kyle Matovic. I am the host of the In Liberty and Health podcast, where we talk all things liberty, health and wellness, and beyond. My hope is to encourage and spread the message of liberty and physical and mental well-being. I hope you enjoy all the topics we talk about with our guests. We're on all major streaming platforms, so please sit back, relax, and enjoy. All right, everybody, In Liberty and Health, episode number seven. This is a uh, kind of off-the-cuff one. We're going to do a little bit of a, a candidate highlight local here to Pennsylvania. I got Nathan Job with me running for mayor of Delmont. Nathan, how you doing, man? Good, man. Thank you for having me, Kyle. Of course, of course. So um, we were shooting the shit off camera a little bit, and I really liked all the stuff you were saying, and it seems like you're a good and trustworthy libertarian, but... You know, you're not here to necessarily convince me. Um, what brought you to libertarianism and, you know, uh, what made you decide to run? Honestly, um, I was a conservative beforehand back in 2016. Um, I did kind of flirt with the libertarian idea back then when the Gary Johnson campaign was going on. But and not until I really studied Ron Paul. Uh, he really was like the the deal breaker in the libertarian party. And, uh, and then I just saw the Mises caucus is making a lot of moves, uh, really, really great moves for the libertarian party. So I figured it's better to jump on now than ever, you know? Nice. Nice. Yeah. And it seems like the uh, Mises caucus has drawn on a lot of people because they are capturing that Ron Paul energy and it seems like a lot of people were brought in by Ron Paul for obvious reasons. I mean, for being probably one of the only people to ever go to Washington to remain principled throughout a uh, long period of time. And it's uh, it's awesome to watch the old 2008-2012 campaign runs to see him on the debate stage just completely smashing all of them. So, um, yeah, so um, you're running in Delmont. Um what made you decide to start running? Well, I've lived in Delmont all my life. Um, there was a period of time where I listened to the United States Navy right out of high school. Um, I served upon the USS Theodore Roosevelt, um, saw the atrocities of war, um, and just the overwhelming government spending that was being utilized by our federal government. So honestly, that's what got me into politics. But seeing that our local government's doing the same case, just spending money on unnecessary items. Um, they're not even getting the proper training that they should have, say, the fire department, police department, man, they're only focused on their own ego, 
And I mean, it just seems like they're just in it for their own reasons, rather than taking care of the community. Right. And there are plenty of great people that do these volunteer services, which is very, very interesting and should be a big thing for us libertarians, because we're all about volunteerism. I I want to make sure I say that right. (laughs) But, um, you know, the fact that there are people who are willing to die voluntarily to save people from, you know, fires and threats and stuff like that. um, If there are resources available, then you know, if we're going to have this kind of thing, we should make those make sure that those resources are allocated appropriately and not, you know, um, allocated in a wrong way. You see all the spending that's going on on a federal level. And I, I do believe that that is all the way down to the local level. It's not just corruption up here. It's, you know, it starts at a grassroots level. And right. in order for us to fix that, we need to start at a local level. That's been a theme kind of throughout my last couple of interviews is um, decentralization. The last interview I had with Brian Sanders, he was talking about a decentralized food network. So, you know, it kind of goes to the theme. Once again, decentralization and kind of get to the smallest level possible because that's where you can have the most effect. Right, right. And then like, like you said, it all starts local. Um, I said that in my uh, town hall Q&A. Um, more people are willing to listen um, to the community members rather than said some politician, they have no idea who they are or what they're about. Right. If you're a part of the community, then you're able to more so understand and empathize with these people rather than someone who's just kind of grandstanding and telling them what they want to hear. But when they get in there, they're not doing anything that they necessarily promised. And, you know, you have more of just eyes on the ground and the capability to see what's going on in the community so you can be a little bit better of a leader and able to respond quicker. Yeah, right. And um, that's what we're lacking in leadership. Um it just seems like they have their own little world going on. Um, they're not listening to my neighbors, people down the street, all throughout my blog. Um, we're just being unutilized and just harassed for for just bullshit, really. You know, some property. I had chickens that that almost created a problem, but I already knew the ordinance is mm-hmm. better than the municipal workers. So. Oh wow. Yeah. So I guess a question I would have there is when it comes to stuff like that, and it's so ridiculous that we even have to talk about this, but (laughs) you have issues with having chickens on your own private property, like say that and think about, you know, what we're supposed to believe about where we live. We're supposed to live in the freest country in the world, but you may have potential problems with you know ordinances on your own property so is it really ours (laughs) that's that's the thing and um they they will use force if they can Mm -hmm. and that's another thing that doesn't sit well with the two-party system between both democrats and republicans we all we all know that they will use their entire power to uh enforce conflict upon a set issue like chickens and it's just ridiculous that that we're at this stage and age you know like it, it's 2021 you know this ain't 1492 or anything mm-hmm. you know, like what what's the problem you know yeah. and that's the thing they never have an excuse 
And then when they actually started studying, like, hey, yeah, there actually is no ordinance for chickens. Uh, they, they had nothing to come back at me with. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's unreal how many laws there are on the books that make peaceful people into criminals. And I guess that kind of taps on to something I want to talk about next. On a local level, I've heard a lot of people have success with actually decriminalization of things. And, you know, the idea that people who aren't harming anybody else or have intent to harm anybody else, those people could be made into criminals just for ingesting marijuana. And look, I've never smoked a weed day in my life. I probably never will. I hate weed. I think it stinks. I hate weed. <laughs> yeah. I Sorry. Think- it's put on this planet for a reason. Um, right, right. Plenty of uh, medicinal benefits. Um, I go to the VA from my time in the Navy, and they prescribe uh, all kinds of narcotics that you can just get for free. God forbid I want to get a uh, prescription for marijuana, you know. Uh, but... It's just how it is. It's the, how the federal government works. They just have this uh, reefer madness from the 30s yeah. ideas. So, Yeah, and well, I, I don't want to make it sound like I'm for criminalization weed because I'm not. But my, my point there is just that, look, dude, I'm no fan of marijuana. I understand the use. I understand it's just not my thing and i you know probably sound like a total fucking boomer but hey, that's, uh, right. yeah no. it's it's just not my thing but you know it's just I the idea about that this, uh the magic mushroom uh, boom uh for like ptsd and depression you know i've heard a lot of hubbub about that and it seems like there's a lot of people who are way 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 smarter than me that trust it so I'm going to appeal to my own ignorance (laughs) and to the experts on this one. From what I understand and from what I've heard, it seems like it's very, very effective. And it seems like it really helps a lot of people. Um, Not something I would ever personally try, but um, for a a therapy, it does seem like it'd be very, very effective. And it does seem like it helps out a lot of people. And I think that's something that, you know, once again, same deal with marijuana, peaceful people should not be criminals for using that. And it's all just stigma that is in our court system mm-hmm. you know um they just actually had a bust in delmont they uh they ruined this 21 year old kid's life right having what three ounces of weed that could you know like they're trying to say it's like intent to distribute mm-hmm. and to me like who is he harming he is not affecting anybody's like life or property or any type of possessions and just the fact that they're arresting people still for weed in my town. Mm-hmm. It's embarrassing for the community. Yeah. And that blows my mind. And it does kind of create this cycle where, um, you know, people feel like they don't have any other options because you ruin someone's life for just having a drug. And even beyond that, there's the same deal. Can kind of happen. A drug, though. <laughs> I, I would say it's a, a plant, you know. Yeah, but I mean, in that line of argument, you could say tobacco is a plant, too. I would say it's a plant. Okay, yeah, yeah fair enough. I, I just, there's a stigma around things when you call them drugs, and I understand that. But, you know, I've always said that I believe marijuana is the safest drug out of all. I don't believe there's no harm, but I don't believe that it's, 
I definitely don't believe it's anywhere near as bad as alcohol or cigarettes. I mean, it's just completely way safer than that. And that's why it, it truly boggles my mind that peaceful people are considered criminals just for smoking weed. Like I said, I'm not a weed guy at all, but like, dude, they ain't hurt nobody. It stinks. Get over the it. Second Amendment issue. If you have mm -hmm. a, a certain kind of weapon that is not under regulations right. the federal government, you know, you mean no, nobody, no harm just to protect you and your family. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just, it's just an embarrassment to this, to this entire nation, really. Right. What do we have a constitution for in a second amendment? If peaceful people who just want to relax with a plant, <laughs> um, can't, you know, have the right to defend themselves, you know, what the hell is that? And it's the same deal for possession charges with firearms. You, you would hear boomer cons talk about this when, you know, people were pulled over and there were police accidents, or, you know, not police accidents, but, you know, police brutality cases. Oh, well, he, he, he had a firearm. Okay. You should say, okay, he has a firearm. We have a second amendment, right? If you're not actively harming anybody with that firearm, what does it matter? Why should you be a criminal for simply possessing a firearm? And who has the right to say that you're not allowed to carry that firearm? Yeah, it, it just comes down to another grown-ass man telling another grown-ass man mm -hmm. what they can and can't do. And, uh, I mean, people are okay with that, and that's the downfall. I feel like people just don't stand up for themselves anymore. They just, you know, like, oh, yeah, Big Daddy government said so. So, like, even though it, it, it's against the Constitution – in writing then they just don't educate themselves really right and it's it's very very sad and like we were kind of saying before the uh show started our founding fathers would be rolling in their graves if they kind of saw some of the stuff that was going on now yeah sure. uh, it's it's terrible i i don't believe that people who just are carrying a firearm who are just you know ingesting something whether we approve of it or not um should be considered criminals and that even goes as far as let's say heroin you know and look nobody i've never heard anybody say hey you know what seems like a great idea heroin heroin yeah right. Right. <laughs> if these drugs were legal you got to think how much safer they would be and uh, once again this is not just though uh big pharmaceutical companies mm -hmm. like to prescribe like oxycodone mm -hmm. uh we even go into adderall for children that's just basically uh, meth essentially and they're giving children this but just because it has the this tax taxes coming from these uh companies mm -hmm. it's okay you know like it just makes no sense right right so i guess let's uh kind of shift a little bit over to covid so um you know after these last 18 months i'm sure everybody's kind of awakened to what's going on around us and some people um you know, kind of took it the wrong way and think that everybody needs to lock themselves in their houses because this virus is going to kill everybody. And I think people who have a little bit more brain <laughs> inside their head um, realize that we're being completely overruled by a fascist government at this point. Um, you know, what are your thoughts and kind of, you know, ideas around some of the stuff that's been going on, especially recently with these vaccine passports? I think they're completely uh, ridiculous. Um, I mean, we don't even get through the first couple years of trials through the FDA. Um, and they're just pushing this, shoving this down our throat really with uh, 
with celebrities and athletes and even through the NFL and NBA. And you got athletes standing up and yet they will get shut down by mainstream media just to keep this uh, algorithm going, really. And it's just and, and it's, it's just a complete embarrassment, really, for our complete. We all see this. You see this. I see this. I don't know how many other people would see this, man, but I feel like more people are waking up towards this tyranny that we are facing and just to push really communism, socialism, you know, so and it's just unacceptable. Right, right. And there are a lot of people ready to kind of stand up and say no that we're not willing to tolerate this anymore i mean you see lots of people leaving their jobs and this is even reflected in kind of like the workforce participation rate when you look at that i lost my job because of covid actually okay now because of covid or um, Um, because you declined the vaccine uh it was uh due to uh certain medical reasonings Mm -hmm. uh, behind the vaccine okay sorry uh the Pennsylvania Department of Human Services, which is mm-hmm. the government, of, you know, the, the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, it's the government. So they are already on top of that with Tom Wolf already pushing it, shoving it down our throats. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, if you speak up for yourself, they just uh, shoot it down real, really, really quickly. And um, I just decided that I have the GI, but I have other options I need out of this. Uh, it, it just seemed tyrannical, honestly. Right. And my first video was mostly about um asking the question of what will you do what are the lengths that you're willing to go to to make sure that everybody gets vaccinated i mean that is a very very um daunting question to ponder when you think about what are they willing to do to make sure that you take this vaccine Uh, my fiance and i both had COVID, and it was very very mild we have an antibody test to prove that we have antibodies to COVID 19 and there are reasons why beyond that that we don't want to take the vaccine i mean it's pretty clear that the immunity you get from having covid a previous infection is better than the vaccine so why should we be forced or coerced to take it so with something that you already have which i do have medical reasonings um from my time in the navy Mm -hmm. um through my lungs and all that bronchitis and all that and uh so i mean they said if i get injected with the vaccine um a this could cause some type of like backlash Mm -hmm. through your bronchial tubes and like so i'm like i literally have a excuse yeah and they don't want to hear it and that's the same thing with pit they were like you need to get it i don't because i'm excused you know right yeah, and it's such a wild thought that you have to say, hey, I don't want to take this vaccine. And they're asking too many questions. And it's yeah. just like, uh, what, whatever happened to HIPAA laws? Mm-hmm. And, like, that's the thing when we worked at the hospital that they stressed about HIPAA laws. But now that's just all thrown out through the door because of this virus that mm-hmm. all of a sudden appeared. Right. And I could, I don't even want to give any ground to them, but, you know, people say, well, it's just like wearing a seatbelt or, oh, you have to get a vaccine for this. You have to get a vaccine for that. But laws are bullshit. Well, yeah, and I agree. But, you know, isn't it a little bit of a stretch? Because we're we're seeing so many breakthrough cases. The vaccine appears to be mildly effective. 
mildly effective. I don't think it's, I don't think it doesn't work at all, but I really do not think it's a panacea either. And this virus is not going anywhere. It's not going to go away. We cannot lock people in their houses to stop them from transmitting it because that doesn't work. And you can't assume asymptomatic spread is not a thing. There's plenty of studies that have published or that have came out and said this. Um, One in particular from the University of East Anglia in um, Japan, I believe it was. And they contact traced 10 million people. And I believe it wasn't even 200 people who spread it asymptomatically, right? So we pretty much know for a fact, this isn't spreading by people who don't yet have symptoms. It's mostly people who are already sick. And about the mask mandates, did they do anything? No, no, God, no. Dude, they gave me uh, a piece of cloth from like the Philadelphia Phillies. I don't know where the fuck part it was on, like like the jock strap or something, or like on the pants or something, man. Mm-hmm. But they were like, <laughs> put this over your face, that'll protect you from spreading COVID. Like, bro, I don't have it. Like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah, well, you gotta think the particles that are going through your piece of cloth, you know, that you're it's gonna go right through it. Yeah, it, you're clearly not saving anything. And their role though they think that a piece of cloth will prevent them from having whatever they're breathing out uh you know just it's gonna be in the airborne regardless where you're at in public area and they Mm -hmm. just think you're doing the right thing i see people driving with a mask in their cars you're by yourself bro yeah right what are you doing man right i'm pretty convinced at this point that the only people who are still wearing masks are people who are vaccinated which i heard this brought up once and it's pretty funny but it's pretty true too um they want you to believe the vaccine's the panacea that we've all been waiting for but everything they do says that they feel the exact opposite yeah, like they don't believe this vaccine is going to do anything. Have nothing to worry about, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just silly. This is so silly. This is just a silly game that they've been playing with us, and it's a shame that it's been going on for this long, you know. Absolutely. Um, so we've been talking for a little bit back and forth. Let's uh, start to kind of wrap this up here. I didn't want to keep you too long. Um, so you're running for mayor, and I'm really hoping that you do a killer job and I'm sure everybody in Westmoreland County, um, especially the libertarians, I hope you do the same way. You said that you had a call from a uh, um, coworker that wished you well before we uh, got on the air here. Um, what are some things that you feel you can do locally and kind of elaborate on that? Because some people feel like local may be a waste of time, but as we kind of discussed earlier, I think that's probably the most important thing because that's where we can actually change things. So uh, just to kind of sum it up, what do you think you can do locally and why should uh, people be convinced that, you know, you, why should people vote for a libertarian rather than someone else, essentially? Well, libertarians actually give you a chance of freedom. Um, we won't put up with no bullshit um i mean i would like to see the self the town become self-sustaining uh through uh a large community garden that i mean a, a lot a lot of uh volunteer work would have to go into it and i would include my time into putting forth 
into this garden that would provide food for everyone. If even it comes down to like a poultry uh, situation that inflation in the market is going to keep going up, mm-hmm. whether we like it or not. Uh, but I just feel like it's my obligation to take care of my community, uh, make it transparent. No, that we can't be hiding nothing from our residents. Uh, and there's just so many grants that they're just not utilizing. I don't know why. Um, I just feel like I just give, I, I have more uh, caring ability and leadership roles than what we have right now. Uh, obviously I'm a pro second amendment uh, leader. Uh, I believe all gun laws are unconstitutional. Um, so I would definitely make this like a uh, sanctuary for real, for real, uh, in Delmont, if 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 said be, because uh, we don't even know how the political spectrum is going to shape here within the next four years, really. Um, mm-hmm. Because even if a Republican gets in, you know they're not going to protect your rights. No. And then even with inflation, there's nothing they can do. Um, I would actually. Uh, uh, look into cryptocurrency for the local government. I feel like nice. that would be like a a great idea, honestly, to just to have like mm-hmm. a potion, just because you know the dollar's not going to be worth a damn. Here yeah. In the next couple, if if now, um, but cryptocurrency definitely Bitcoin. Um, I don't I don't know how much I feel about like the other coins. I feel like Ethereum has a lot of potential. Uh, and honestly, we just need a new voice and new energy and new ideas for our community. So, right. The way I've kind of looked at this recently is that, you know, after all of history and where we are right now, you know, almost $30 trillion in debt. And anyone you know, who pay for that. Right, but, right, right. It's about $240,000 per U.S. citizen, if I recall correctly. Um, you go ahead, fact check me. Look at that clock. Regardless, it's a lot of money that all the U.S. citizens now owe because the government's reckless spending, um, and that's happened under both Republicans and Democrats. Um, so I really think that libertarians need to step up to the plate, and we need to make it known that we are a viable option, and that we will do our best for the people, and that we do believe in what we say we believe in. We are the party of principle. Right. We're not going to compromise on you know the principles that our party is based around: volunteerism, um, you know, self ownership, property rights, which inherently all are property rights because you own yourself, you own the product of your labor, and no one has the right to take that from you. It's just like we were taught when we were kids: don't hurt people and don't take their stuff. So we know what we get from Republicans, Democrats. But you know what? It's time for people to start accepting a third party option because we will be the change. Yep. I totally think we can it be. It starts locally, Kyle. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's very, very important. We're starting to see this all over the country. Pennsylvania has the most amount of elected libertarians. Now, granted, they're not in any kind of major seats or anything like that, but that's not anything to downplay. You know, there's plenty of people that are just trying to get out there and put in the work locally to help make their, um, you know, th- their areas more free. And that's very, very important. What you're doing is very, very important. I, it's looking very uh, optimistic. I'm very optimistic about uh, November 2nd, this Tuesday. Good. 
Um, we definitely poll poll workers uh, spreading the message. Uh, Nathan Job for mayor of Delmont. Uh, and if we just hand out flyers, you know, actually make a change in the majority because I come from a very conservative town, like the, we'll call them uh, boomer cons. And uh, they're stuck in their old ways and we mm -hmm. just, they don't want to see a, a fresh face in there, honestly. Mm -hmm. Our uh, current mayor incumbent is 75 years old. Why, why is she telling us making up uh, laws and what we should and should not be doing we, we're not even getting anything done anymore you know we're just uh she has her own little uh, a click i guess and she just has her own private weddings no public events mm -hmm. uh, and our businesses are really taking a hit as well and we're losing business we only have like three pizza shops left in town three who wants to go for a pizza after nine o'clock you know what i'm saying so like it, it's just dumb um the drug laws are dumb we're still arresting people for marijuana um and it's just we're just outdated you know mm -hmm. i feel like i can bring that change and actually make a voice for the uh, Delmont residents and the entire libertarian message nice and i think it's very important i think a lot of people need to hear that and i think that a lot more people resonate with the libertarian message than people realize um it's just a matter of presenting it to them in the way that um they would like to hear and not necessarily to bend our principles but um as the great scott horton always says you need to attack the left from the left and the right from the right because yeah. we libertarians are better than them on all the issues that they're good on Everything they're good on, we will do it better. We just have to awaken them. And um, I feel like a lot of liberals and conservatives, a lot of conservatives, honestly, they, they think that who they are can actually stand for their principles. Mm -hmm. You know, so like freedom of choice. I mean, we got a lot of uh, racist, uh, you know, bias racism uh just mm -hmm. because and sexism as well uh, it's just ridiculous that we're still going back to our primitive nature just to just to get something done like we need to work as a community like none of this stuff should matter you know right i agree completely all right man well you know what here's what we're gonna do we're gonna let you plug your stuff and then we'll uh get on out of here man so go ahead yeah. Well, I uh, say vote for Nathan Job November 2nd, uh, this Tuesday. If you are a Delmont resident, um, this will be shared on my Facebook page, obviously. Um, yeah, man, just give a voice for liberty. I understand that we're a third part party uh, option, but it is a necessary option, honestly, with the state of the de Democrats and Republicans. They just are not in your best interests. So, like I said, vote Nathan Job November 2nd. Awesome, man. Well, I uh, appreciate you coming on, especially kind of on short notice. And uh, I'll probably get this out as soon as possible. It'll probably be released tomorrow morning. Right now, it's Friday night. Um, so yeah, we'll get this out there. And, All right, Kyle. Um, I thank you for having me, man. It was good talking to you. For sure, dude. You too. All right. Have a good night, man. You too. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. 
No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.